Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here as always to the left of me is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, how's it going? Oh man, it's back at it. Can you believe this is episode 20? I'm uh, I'm thoroughly impressed. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I didn't think we'd make it to episode two. No, no, really. <laughs> it was like kind of an anomaly. Like, wow, we're here for another week. That's right. I'm, temp- week. I'm tempted to retire. Go out on top, is right? Is this our last show? <laughs> it might be. Okay. I might be tempted to retire, but... No, obviously it's it's been a good uh, a good time so far, and and uh, thank you for all the people out there listening. I mean, twenty is not a lot of shows, but it's it's a lot further for than us. I thought we were going to get. Yes. So, but uh, you know, speaking of tempted, that's what we're going to talk about today is temptation. That's uh, it's something that I know everybody struggles with, men, women alike, and and uh, I've struggled with a lot of things lately, the temptation, and succumbed to some of it. Uh, and I really wanted to try to talk. And paint this picture today about what temptation is, define it a little bit, and try to help people see around it, you know, and, and understand, look at it in a different light, I guess right. you'd say. It's not just a barrier, something that you can work through. Right, right. right. So many, you know, we start off and we think that, all right, I've been tempted, so therefore I need to sin now. You know, it, maybe it's something that goes through your mind. A woman walks by or something and you see something you're like, okay, now I got to go be impure or something that we give into that immediately. We look at this temptation as if we've already sinned. And what we have to do is is separate the two and understand that temptation is not a sin, it's a choice. It's a choice laid out before us by God. You know, it's it's yes, you can choose this. You can go do the bad. Right. You can you can get mired down in the ugly and the things that you're not supposed to or you can choose the good. But because we're a fallen people, mm-hmm. our mind automatically goes to the, the bad. You know that we don't we 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 just kind of tap out. All right, I'm tempted. It's over. Game over. I'm I'm gonna have to go to confession now. But you haven't even sinned yet, and a lot of people don't understand that. And that's what I want to kind of bring to light today is is just this this idea that that we have to go through with sin because we've been tempted is just not not accurate. Right. That we've got to start actually showing some restraint and 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 looking towards virtue. Right, and that's what you're talking about. Like, it, look at temptation as an option, not to like, okay, well, here I am. I, I might as well just can go through and go ahead and you know the sin commit the sin but what you're saying is kind of like it's also the main opportunity to look at the virtuous choice you have at the time mm-hmm. yes you're you're feeling the overwhelming thought about saying something like either you know fighting back or or one to punch someone in the face you know all those things yeah. that are just ro- broiling in, in, inside of you um, there's a moment where we have to say you know yes or no like choose this or that mm-hmm. and by choosing the virtuous part is that you know in the sense you are able to calm yourself down and to remove yourself from from going further mm-hmm. you know i remember that last show we said cast every thought you have cast a net around it you know every negative thought you have cast and that's the same thing when the temptation comes cast a net around it decide okay if i do this what's going to happen if i choose to go the other way then this is what will happen as well right well that's you know we talk a lot about trying to live a virtuous life Period. I mean, all of this, everything we talk about, the the things, the negative things we struggle with, the opposite side of that is the, <clears throat> excuse me, the um, the virtue that we want to try to live. And there's a quote by Pope Saint Leo the Great, which is, "Virtue is nothing without the trial of temptation, for there is no conflict without an enemy, 
and no victory without strife. It's the whole free will, right? There, mm-hmm. In order to be a good, there has to be a bad. But we don't have to choose that bad. That's the thing is we tell ourselves that. But we need to start looking at this as if the reason this exists, this temptation, is not for me to fall. It's not It's not for me to, to choose the wrong way. It's an opportunity presented to to live out what we preach, right? But so many times you hear people say, you know, I, I go to church and I do all these things, but if you if you could peer inside their life a lot of times, they're not living out what they're what they're trying to show the world, right? So these temptations, a lot of people fall to them. I fall to them, but it's really just that opportunity for God to say, look, I'm gonna lay this choice down, and the choice is yours at the end of the day. Every choice is yours. I want you to love you love me. I want you to be mine. I want you in heaven. But that has to that that takes effort. That takes practice. That's going to take you standing up and saying, "I'm going to live a better life. I'm going to live a virtuous life." So that's the need for temptation in our life. So many people look at it as, "Why is it? Why does that even exist? Why does that matter? Why do I? Why is there even such a thing as a bad choice? Why isn't it easier?" Because the Christian life's not easy. Right. There's never that wasn't ever anywhere in the paperwork when you signed up. Right. It's more than it's more than following acts of of do this, do this, this is, is a sense of changing your whole life, which is not easy, you know, conforming yourself to, to the scriptures and, 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 the, um, the graces that God has set for you. It's not easy. It's challenging. And the, like you said, because, uh, what was it? Uh, Saint Pope. Pope yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. Saint Pope. Right. <laughs> Pope you're going to, you're going to have to, you know, temptation is there to, to, to formulate virtue in your life. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be virtuous without any, any, uh, struggles? Right. Will you be? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'd probably be lazy. You know, I'd be playing PlayStation still, you know, 42 years old, you know, doing my own thing, you know. Right. Well, I mean, and it's just like a boxer or somebody. If you're not, if you're not, uh, if you're not sparring, right, if you're not constantly working on your game, right. you're never going to be any better than you are. And that's what temptation is in our life. It's just a constant sparring partner. It's somebody that, yeah, sometimes you're going to get hit in the face. You're going to fall. You're going to get knocked down. But a lot of times... The goal is to dance and to, and to dodge and to bob and to weave and to and to be able to to see that temptation for what it is and all and honestly thank God for that temptation. You know, so many times in our life we we want to look at these bad things and wish them away, but we're wishing away our opportunity to grow. It's we should always. I mean, it's you've heard so many times be thankful in all things. Every bit of our life is a blessing. We should pray no matter at the end of our day how it was, thank God for giving us everything in that day. That includes the temptations. Now, if we fall, we fall. But to be able at the end of the day to say, you know what? That movie came on when I was flipping channels and I saw something I shouldn't have seen. And I had, you know, a temptation to to go be impure or whatever that might be. Because, I mean, lust is a huge deal for men. And in that moment, even though it was so tough, everything in my body said, go do this, I was able to sit there and not and not do that. And that's a win. And we, so we should be thanking and be, you know, looking at that as a blessing to be presented with the opportunity for a choice, but then to make the right one. Right. Well, speaking about temptation, so the greatest teacher we have, obviously, to resist temptation is Christ. Yeah. I mean, and there's stories in the Bible where he resisted the temptation. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the, the one largest one we know we talked about is when Peter said, No, that's not going to happen. You're not going to be crucified. You're not going to be killed. Mm-hmm. And what did he say to him? Yeah. Satan, get behind me. Right. Because yeah. why? Because he was, <clears throat> Peter was acting as uh, as a barrier. The temptation is like, no, you were, you know, you don't have to go through all that. All you got to do is snap your fingers, like you said before, 
and then and make it different. Yeah. But he didn't. Well, that's that's actually it's funny you bring that up because it's going to sound corny, but I say that in my head a lot. You know, whenever these temptations come, I start to lean on Christ. I mean, that's what we have to do is I say, Lord, this is tough right now, and and I don't want to fall. I don't want to have to go to confession. I don't want to. I don't want to do stuff against you. So, Lord, I'm like, please come come into my life in this moment. I want to invite you into this situation, and and please help me with this with this particular struggle right now. Satan, get behind me, and I messed up right. one time. <laughs> And sometimes I like to think out loud. I was in a line at Target, and, and there was a lady in front of me, and I just I was thinking about the struggle I was having at the time, and then all of a sudden I blurted out, Satan, get behind me. And she turned around <laughs> and looked at me as if I was calling her the devil. It yeah. was kind of awkward. But but uh, but no, it does work. I mean, it sounds corny, but we're supposed to call on Christ in these situations. You know, if you don't, you've got a couple options there, and that's one, some of the things I want to talk about today Is is so we know we're going to be tempted. So how do we... How do we fight against it? What do we? What are our methods of avoiding that temptation? And I think one, we have to start changing our mindset. This is an opportunity, not a um, a disadvantage, right? We, we look at it as is I'm already on the losing end of the battle because I've been tempted. But we need to flip that perspective to where no, this is an opportunity for me to practice what I preach, mm-hmm. for me to show that I'm a virtuous man, for me to to grow in holiness, to grow closer to the Lord. Um, this is when the armor of God comes in handy, right? right? Yeah. yeah, you got to remember to put it right. on every that's morning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but right. yeah, you're exactly right; it comes in handy. But that's that's where you have to start. And I love another quote I've got here from Saint Francis de Sales. It says, "Above all, we must be especially alert against the beginnings of temptation, for the enemy is more easily conquered if he is refused admittance to the mind and is met beyond the threshold when he knocks." Now, when I read that, there's a longer version of that quote. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of stuff in there, but that part right there really spoke to me. Is is that whole image of okay, take yourself as if you're you're in your living room and there's a knock on the door. And you know when you go there, you look out the window and you see it's a temptation, whatever it may be in your life. You can either open that door and allow him into your home, welcome him into your into your living room, or you could open that door and step outside and meet it where it is and shut that door and say, You're not welcome here. You're not coming in here. I know what you're trying to do, and you're not allowed in here. That's what that quote is saying is, is we're going to fall to temptation if we don't realize that it's an onset, that it's coming, and that we need to meet it before it ever finds a place in our, our mind to set in and start off our triggers. You know, right now, you know, I've talked about it before on here. I work with Cardinal Studios. We released a program called Strive, a 21-day detox from pornography last week with Matt Fradd. And one of the first things that Matt talks about, and now this is specific to pornography, but really it's to anything, mm-hmm. is you can't stop what you're doing if you don't know where you start. So to figure out your emotional triggers, right? When I go to engage in pornography, what sent me there? Was it anger, loneliness, boredom, tired, all these different things that Matt talks about. And then there's an activation sequence once you've been triggered. So that triggers the temptation, right? You don't have to act on it, but if you do, there's an act- activation sequence. So... That's the point of what he's saying here is you've got to recognize when the temptation in this quote is coming here, recognize it, and then start saying, no, I know what's going to happen when I go down this road. I know the things that I'm going to have to do to make up for this. Whatever you have to tell yourself, but meet that temptation outside of the threshold of where you are, whether that's in your mind or your heart. Yeah, yeah, in your heart, wherever, and never let it entrance in your heart because once it gets in, it starts to take root. Right. Well, and what you're saying is like the spark of all temptation setting God aside and making him 
to really be seen like secondary concern in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, what you're saying is like, sorry, God, I love you, but right now I'm going to, I'm going to put you on pause and I'm going to do what I want to do, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, that's just causing a, 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 a greater divide, you know, between you and God and what he wants you to be, what he wants that, what he has for you, you know? And, and it's, uh, and that, that's the thing that temptation can take away the priorities that God has set for you in your life. Right. Well, and that's, and what you're alluding to too is when you start to say, God, you're to the side, then you start to take for granted sacraments and things like that. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a guy the other day and he said, well, I hate when I fall, if I'm impure or whatever I'm doing, but I can always go in the confessional. And at that point, you are taking for granted the sacrament. You're really not practicing it in the right manner. You're in a dangerous slope there. Mm-hmm. I can just do what I want because God will forgive me when I go in there and ask right. for forgiveness. That's not the point of reconciliation. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not to say, well, there's my get out of jail free card. No, it's God doesn't want you to say, well, you'll always clean up my mess. I'll just, I'll make a mess, God. You'll clean it up because you love me, right? You're supposed to do that. I'll do what I want all my life and then go to heaven. That's not, no. that's not what we believe. Yeah. As Catholics, that's not true. And confession's not used to be, it's not to be used for your get out of jail free card. It's, it's no, I want you to practice virtue in your life. And if you're practicing it and sometimes you're still going to fall, then you can come to me and ask me for my forgiveness. Not just this, Hey, here's a free pass. Go do what you want. And I'm just going to pat you on the head and say, I love you and send you on. That's not what that's about. And it was, I told the guy I was talking to, I said, that's a very dangerous slope. You're, you're, you're treading right there because confession is for true repentance for something that was not an intention that you didn't intend to do. There's no, I'm going to plan to do this and then go ask him for, I'm sorry. That's right. it, you, the, at that point, the absolution, I don't, I, I would think doesn't even matter at that point. Well, that's the thing. Then, like you said, the absolution becomes diluted over time because you're not taking it right. seriously. I mean, are you, if, if that's something that you're going to continue to, to do regardless of knowing that what you're doing is, is not what you're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. but yet you continue to do it with uh, abandonment of, well, you know, like you said, get out of jail free card. Uh, that's detrimental because it not only affects the individual, it affects the people around them. Right. It can be destructive. It can, like you said, it can destroy families. I mean, there's probably men listening right now. They're struggling with this privately and trying to figure out, gosh, these guys are saying exactly what I've been dealing with or feeling for a long time, and I don't know what to do. Right. Well, that's and that's another important point. We always have to look back at Jesus, like you said earlier in the show. You know, that's one of the things we have to do there is I love looking at him in the desert, right? Because we always see god jesus is god you know most of us go we forget about that he was also man so we think well when you hear the story in the desert and the temptation which we're going through right now and it's perfect segue you know with the show right now but it's you know we see him as well he's god he didn't he never got hungry he never got thirsty you know he never needed any care from anyone he was god he he didn't anything he's like impervious to that kind of stuff no he was man and so fully human fully divine right and he went into the desert to be tempted and found true and he went through all of those days without food, without water, with the ability to do whatever he wanted, right? A lot of times when we're tempted, we have a choice, but we can't just change our circumstances a lot of times with a snap of a finger like Jesus could if he wanted to. So we can look to that as, as in temptation is go, you know, Jesus was able to do this when he wore, when he had flesh just like I have flesh. It's possible. And so then you, you, you have to look at how did he do that? One, he did it through Scripture. Every single time that the devil showed up and said, hey, change those rocks into bread, or hey, uh, just snap your fingers and have angels come and tend to you, or whatever it may be, you know, Jesus said no in those, in the, in those, those 
areas. And he shoved the scriptures down his throat. He said, no, because you're not to put your Lord, your God to the test, all those things. And so that's what's so important about with temptation that you know your scriptures as well, because there's plenty of places to go back to where you can say, you know what? I see what you're doing, but the Lord says this. And it's just like this verse here from 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No trial has come to you, but what is human? God is faithful and will not let you be tried beyond your strength. But with the trial, he will also provide a way out so that you may be able to bear it. That's, I mean, to me, that says, look, that's God saying, look, I know these things are hard. I never said they were easy. I never said it's going to be a snap of your finger to be to be right. Christian. But I'm here. And all you got to do is ask for my help. And that's where we fail a lot on our as men. We don't like to ask for help of anybody, our friends, our wives, anybody, especially God in some in, in some circumstances. We've got to learn to invite him into these struggles. Yeah. Well, and, and what you're going through is also talking about uh, obedience too. Mm-hmm. Like to resist temptation, you have to be obedient to God, you know, God. And, and you have to kind of have an understanding of surrendering your will. And, and, and that's a process of where virtue comes from is saying, mm-hmm. Obviously, I can't do this on my own because I failed many, 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 many times. So therefore, God, like you said, invite God in the midst of Christ, in the midst of where you are, the temptation becoming so stronger, because that's usually when it comes to you at the weakest moment in your life. Mm -hmm. Like when Jesus was in the desert, he was starving, hungry, thirsty. Devil showed up, said, hey, I know you're hungry. Here's some, just, you know, those are stone, but you can turn that into bread. Yeah. You have the capability of that. And he said, he said no, and he used the scripture against that, but... Like you said, but we are so weak that that we're unable to have any strength on our own. And therefore, we have to have God. We have to have Christ. We have to have uh, the sense of, of the Holy Spirit to come in and in between of the temptation that we're dealing with and take us from that, at least alleviate some of that strain. Right. And, and that's what you're talking about. That's that program you're talking about as well. You yeah. know, when people come together, help each other out. And, and God's in the midst of it all, guess what? It becomes more powerful. The, the, the pull to, to choose virtue is stronger than it is to deny the virtue. Right. So. Well, and that's, yeah, that's accountability is what you're talking mm-hmm. about. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's another point I was going to get to is that's another thing we need to put in our place. So we need to meet the devil at the door, right? Don't, don't let him get further than the door. And then also look to Christ when we are in temptation to come and to help us in that moment. And three, we need to look to our brothers or sisters, if you know there's some women out there listening, is that we need to be we need to surround ourselves with a community of people that are like minded in the same interest as far as following Christ and wanting to get their families to heaven and trying to live this virtuous lifestyle. Because when, you know, I have you guys around me, you you know, you and David and Nick and and uh, John Hoffman and all these other guys and, and Tom Dorian and Deacon Jeff, all these people in my life, and I know that I can talk to them about anything. I know that if I'm struggling with anything, I can pick up the phone and call them. The battle part is doing it. Yeah. But I know that, that I've got guys that are sit there and they're not going to judge and they're not going to think wrong of me. They're just going to say, look, you know what? I struggle too. And I need you to be there for me when I am. It's so important to have that in your life because when you're trying to fight off all these things by yourself, you can't cover your back. You're, you're getting attacked from everywhere. But when you got somebody to lock arms and stand beside you and say, look, I, I want to live this way too and it's hard, but I'm willing to go through this with you, then that's one of the most important gifts that God gives us is brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times as men, we've talked about it a million times, we're hard-headed, we don't want to 
we want to put our head down and not complain and not share our lives and not be vulnerable and all those things, you're doing your disel- yourself a, a disservice if you're doing that because all you're doing is allowing the devil to surround you with all the things that he wants to surround you with and you have no one to watch your back. And so virtuous friendship is a big part of this is to, to have that person when you know I, I Googled something and the wrong picture comes up and I'm in that moment where I can choose to go further in that or I can choose to say no. And I can pick up the phone and call somebody like you and say, hey, man, I just need to talk for a second. I'm feeling something, a little temptation here I don't want to get involved mm-hmm. with. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to live that way. I don't want to do that to my wife or whatever the sin is. You know, I, it's just not. Or the temptation to, even with your family, with children, you know, to lose your temper when your kids are just simply asking you a question that, you know, I got two six-year-olds and a nine-year-old. Yeah. And sometimes they're like, Daddy, why is the world blue and green? And I'm like, well, it's not really. Well, it is on the globe. I don't know, you know, I'm busy. And there's a temptation just to, just to say, stop, leave me alone, go. Even those little things, a lot of times we look at temptation as just like, I'm going to kill somebody or I've done something terrible or whatever it is. These little temptations that come in our lives that, that breed and, and open a pathway for these darker temptations to come in are these moments where we can choose the good. Right. And that's what we've got to start trying to do. And And the more you do it, the more you can put this into practice, the more it's going to become easier. Temptation's never going to go away. But that's what I meant by the whole flip your 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 whole vision to seeing temptation not as an obstacle, but as a stairway to climb up closer to virtue and holiness. Right. Well, and that's the thing is that we're, whether we know it or not, we're modeling behavior, right? Our kids are always watching. They're always observing. Is that why you always wear those tight shirts? Is that you modeling? Okay? You know, that's right. <laughs> Just kidding. A little, little bulge in the muscles. That's right. There. But, you know, for me, for me, you know, I, I slip a lot when I'm, like, driving. And, and, like, Ella's in the back. And, I mean, Quince Road, my goodness, at, like, 730, it might as well be in, in, in Indianapolis 500. You don't have or, enough middle or fingers, 240, right? yeah. <laughs> or, you know, 240 or any, any of these major roads around that. I mean, there, there are individuals that will come close to really causing a wreck or not looking, not paying attention. And, of course, what's going to happen? I'm going to say something verbally. And then I forget who's in the car. Right. So, and, 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 you know, I know it's a small, minor thing, but the thing is I'm modeling her behavior of how she thinks, you know, it's, it's okay to act when you're driving or whatever. So for me, my temptation is that whenever, if I feel myself getting angry or red hot in the sense of driving or just daily interactions with people that, that irritate me or whatever, if, if I'm careful about how I, how I treat that in that moment, or just, you know, whatever, count one, two, three, whatever, yeah. or just remove myself from the situation, She's less she sees her, her dad blowing up and, and looking crazy. Right, they right. model behavior. You're exactly right. right. It's, yeah. Father Gio talked about it at Mass this morning. But, you know, one of the one of the last things I really want to talk about, too, is is once we've been tempted and we've fallen, we're going to, right? We're not we're not perfect. Nope. That's yeah. We can't have a show about temptation without acknowledging the fact that we're going to yeah. fall. Yeah. yeah, that you're not always going to be successful. So the main thing is, is, is St. Philip, you know, he says, do not grieve over temptations you suffer. But when the Lord intends to bestow a particular virtue on us, he often permits us to first be tempted by the opposite vice. Therefore, look upon every temptation as an invitation to grow in a particular virtue and a promise by God that you will be successful if you only stand fast. So what that says to me is understand that you're going that, that to fall sometimes. Don't accept it. Don't don't allow, allow it to happen more than it needs to, but understand that you are. And when you do, don't get caught up in that. Get to confession, 
Go and, and, and get your reconciliation. Go to God and, and apologize and say, I'm sorry, with the intention of being better, not doing it again. And then understand that with God at your side, he, he knows the effort you're putting forth. And he's going to help you get over those humps. And But you have to stand fast. The last yes. part of that quote. Mm-hmm. You have to be a man of virtue. You have to say, no more in my life. You know, some of the struggles I went through, you know, I, I, I see that sometimes when I pass places where I used to go and pick up drugs when I was doing drugs. And even though I don't know anybody, I have no way of even sure. getting Your it anymore. Your old playground area. There's, yeah. there's yeah. a man that hairs on my, in the back of my neck stand up. Sure. And I get that feeling, of course, through my body. And, it, and sometimes that thought will go, well, what if I did... To triggers, yeah. Right. Yeah. And immediately I go, you know what? It's like God gives me a gift of of all of your faces, you and D. Jeff and Bish and all these people in my life and, and, and my wife and my children and everything that matters and the, what's happened in the last three years of my life. And in that moment, that's him of saying, stand fast. Look what you have. Look what you gave me your yes and look what I've been able to do with your yes and with my grace. Do you want to give that up for this stupid little moment of pleasure that's fleeting? And, and I just, in that moment, I say, thank you, God. Thank you. Satan, get behind right. me. All of those things. We've got to stand fast. And if we give God the opportunity, then he'll be there to support us. A lot of times we hear the temptation, and before we even know what we're doing, we're already engaging in the sin. Right. We don't give God that time to sit down with us and stop and talk and think about, this is going to happen if I choose option A. This is going to happen if I, ch- if I choose option B. We just rush into things headlong and then afterwards beat ourselves to death because we didn't make a decision we've got to learn to sit be still rest allow god to speak to us in the temptation and then choose the greater good right if we if we assimilate a temptation as to uh destruction right once we get our brains wrapped around it we'll we'll go well i'm gonna avoid that right because that's what it does it brings destruction into your life well that's part of the beauty of confession too a lot of times i go man i don't want to if i do that i gotta go to confession i just went three days ago i don't want to go again you know it's it's an incentive i mean there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that of saying i don't want to deal with the other end of that but you know i just want people to understand that at the end of the day flip your point of view trials are nothing else but the forge that purifies the soul of all its imperfections that's a quote from saint mary magdalene de piazza And it is. Think of that as I have an opportunity right now to be in the fire and to be forged into what God wants me to be, which is a man of virtue. Amen. So guys, if you're struggling with temptations out there, it's part of life. Just just look at it as an opportunity to choose the good and then do so. So why don't we close out with a prayer, Victor? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we know that temptation will always be a part of our life. We understand that the devil will try his hardest to get us to fall. Remind us that while there will always be a temptation towards sin, there will also be an equal opportunity to choose virtue. And Father, help us to always remember that you provided a way out, and that that way out is your Son. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.